Hey everyone, it's Jason Burris. Thanks very much for joining us on the Burris Law, Life, and Friends podcast. Our first guest is Mayor George Fuller. First guest, George C. Fuller. What's up, George? Junior. George C. Fuller, Junior. <laughs> junior. I am a junior. I, know, and, and I have to remember that because I, of course, love and respect my dad. I... I've never met your dad, but he was a good um, man. I, I would have loved him too. Um, you know, thought about who we wanted for our first guest, really thought about merits, kind of made a long list of what we were looking for. You did not make that list. <laughs> so we threw merits out <laughs> the window. I, I understand that. <laughs> My dad would have been much better. He's You know what uh, our one criteria was? What was that? Eye candy. Uh, well, and you were look at me, baby. Right at the top, you were right at the top. <laughs> Handsome, make... just I mean, I just thought you could move the needle, could yeah, have... or matriculate the ball forward oh. uh, across the fifty. No doubt about it. <laughs> well, welcome. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Um, wanted to prepare. Wanted to spend a lot of time. Make sure we were super organized. Um, I spent zero minutes getting ready. Well, that that means this will be real. But I do want to be honest. You and I yeah. did meet because we met. We were going to spend some time, make sure we had everything coordinated. We did meet, correct? Yes, we did. The only thing I remember from meeting was pancakes. Granola pancakes. <laughs> Not mine. <laughs> Not mine. Extra crispy bacon. Yes. And scrambled eggs. I, I came up with nothing. We we did not talk about anything. We, we well, my granola pancakes though were healthy because of the uh, the granola topping. That and that's your story. That's my story. That, that I just have story. to be careful because Maylee might you know judge me. Yeah, yeah. So in in fairness, I've got a short list of things that All I right. thought we could talk about, but I I am happy for you to uh, usurp me at any point in time if you want to talk about anything else. You. You bring up whatever we we will talk about anything. Well, the only thing I ask is that we just be honest, candid, um, because we have one subscriber right now. Got it. N nobody's gonna hear it. <laughs> so, it. Might as well be real, baby. <laughs> um, okay. Book ending on your handsomeness. I'm stunning. Okay. I you're the mayor, you, you know, you've done a lot of business, all that. I, I, I want to do something a little bit different. I wanted to talk about different topics that, you know, some guy talk, some business talk, whatever. Yeah. I want to talk about aging. I'm an expert on it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm an expert. I'm falling apart, man. Uh, yeah. So what a, I always used to tell people, I feel like I'm 18. I feel like I don't tell people that anymore. I mean, at what age were you when you stopped feeling like you were in your prime? 18, 21. I'm just now hitting my prime. Well, I, I know but, that. Yeah, I mean, you know, I, I, I vividly remember, vividly remember thinking I was literally bulletproof. I mean, I just thought, man, I'm going to live forever. I just don't understand people's bodies breaking down and getting older. Man, I feel fantastic. I'm just going to go every single day and not let the, any day be worse than the day before or feel worse than the day before. And then I woke up uh, when I turned 50 and realized, you know, I, when I got out of bed and I hurt myself, I thought, maybe, maybe I'm not bulletproof. You you, got, you hurt yourself getting out getting, of bed? Getting out of bed. I hurt myself, okay. my back, and... and uh, 
you know, I've always struggled with with little pain here and there, but I, I just power through it. And, uh, and I remember, you know, like it was yesterday when I turned 50, literally got out of bed, pulled my back, which I never understand that whole, you know, someone say I pulled my back and I well, well, stop pulling it. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, then I realized, well, well, wait a minute, what's this little thing that kept me down for a day or two? And then, uh, and then other things, you know, you start losing your hair, you start, uh, joints start hurting. And, um, and yeah, I just realized, man, it's, I get it. I see now I'm on this trajectory. That's a little bit different than when I was younger. I want to save the hair talk, save that to last, but, um, mine was not 50. Mine was actually 40. So I, I always felt 18, 20, just felt great. And this was probably two. Th- so we're 2020. This was probably 2000. She's pregnant with Chris is pregnant with Morgan. So I guess this is 2014, 2013. It's been a while. Yep. Um, we're on Marco Island. Ever been to Marco Island? I have not. Okay. Florida. Yeah. Um, we're taking a short jog on the beach and she's slightly pregnant. Um, I look slightly pregnant at that point. Um, and all of a sudden we're just a little jog and my knee blows up. I mean, I've never had that happen. It just blows up. And I, and I guess it's the gradation of the, you know, the beach going into the water and I don't even think I stepped wrong, but blew out my meniscus. I have not had surgery because I'm scared to death of dying on, on like on the table, like, you know, am, um, anesthesia not working, I, but I've, I've had friends die on the table for, for little elective surgeries. And, and I have too. I have so, too. Yeah. Multiple. Um, so, so that, that's, that's mine. I'll, I'll, and then I had a, had a, had a, had one where I'm coaching Luke's baseball and kid throws a ball a little bit high. I'm, I'm, I'm at the mound. I jump and I feel my whole like calf just like curling up on me. And it's, uh, that never used to happen. Yeah. I, I remember it's right around 50. I'm driving down the road with rain, my uh, younger son. And we start talking and he somehow we get on the subject. He's like, you know, dad, how does it feel that, how does it feel to you now that I can like beat you in a race and I'm faster than you and stronger than you. I'm like, you're joking, right? <laughs> you would <laughs> you're never joking. that. And, and, uh, and I said, you, you seriously think you're faster than me? He goes, oh, yeah. I call May Lee. May Lee, can you believe Rain thinks that he's faster than me? She's like, well, yeah, I, I do too. And, and I literally, I'm like, my ego is just, just crushed. I called Jana, you know, my office and my son, Austin and Toby. And I get everyone to say, get to the office. I'm having a race with Rain Man as soon as we get there. It's a lunchtime on a Friday. We get there and I'm going to race my son. And, and how old is he? This is, he's 14. And I'm, I'm like, there's going to be no grace. I'm squashing my son because by God, dad is still number one, still stronger, still faster. And, uh, and so we decide we're going to race and we lay out, you know, how far we're going to run. Take off. Someone says, go, we go literally seven paces in my, I thought someone shot me. Literally. I thought someone shot me. I had never pulled a hamstring. And when I would watch, you know, football games and somebody's out for three weeks with a pulled hamstring, my thought was buck up. Yeah. You're making millions of dollars, man. Yes. It's a little pulled muscle, stretch it out, get out. <laughs> no, I get it. I was black and blue for literally probably two, three weeks. Couldn't, I mean, I went straight down the ground like I was shot and killed. And, uh, and um, I, I realized that was 
right around that whole back incident, I thought, you know, I'm getting older. So you, are you 50 at the time? Yeah, right around 50. And then yeah. I, but then I decided I'm going to race him again. And I, this time I start training slightly, very little. I call my doctor friend and I said, Hey, what do I do to my son and like load him up in carbs? How far before to where he crashes right before the race, not to you know give him energy. And I did all those things because I'm just that, that vein that I have to beat him, my son. And, uh, I pulled the other hamstring in my other oh, leg, no. literally went down. This time I did it though at our ranch. Nobody was around, just May Lee and, uh, and he, and, you know, I even said, listen, we're going to start at a jog. When we get to this spot, then we take off and we'll make sure we're even when we get there. I'm thinking stretch out, pulled the other hamstring. So you're over two, over two. I still say I can beat him though. He's 21 in the army and a, uh, has the excellent infantryman badge, but, by God, I'm dad. Bill Parcells, I think, said you are what you are regarding your record. <laughs> I'm 0-2. Um, so in fairness, though, you look great. I mean, you. I remember me, we met in, we met in about 08, yep. and you were bigger. You, were, you had more oh, body yeah. fat. You look great now. I was 45 pounds heavier. So what have you done, and what, what advice could you give other aging Excellent athletes, you know, like us. I literally uh, the whole back then go back to the back, and uh, and I went to the doctor and, and he said, you know, you're carrying 40, 50 pounds, and that's literally would make a huge difference for you. And I had five herniated discs, so I had a medical reason to have back pain. But I just decided um, two things. Uh, you know, I actually would love to say it was when I was fifty. I immediately went to that. That's when I started planning to get in shape. And then I decided to run for mayor, so three, four years ago. And campaigning, walking houses, coupled with less eating, started to lose a little weight, felt better with my back. I thought, man, there's, there's uh, something to this plan I've had for five years. I should carry on with it, or four years. And uh, I just ended up, you know, staying on that path and exercising and eating better. I just, for me, I stopped eating at night. My thing is I'd eat sweets, dessert, ice cream, and I'd do it at seven, eight, nine at night. I decided stop eating after 6.30, try to make better decisions, nothing too strict, nothing too harsh. Walk when I, you know, when I can and started working out again. And man, I dropped 50 pounds. Wow. Where do you work out? Um, right now, I, uh, the gym, of course, I was working out and it was closed. So I, I just go right across the street to the uh, apartment com complex has a gym that I helped outfit. So I was in Adriatica. In Adriatica. Um, of course, there's that other gym, uh, blueprint that uh, I think I may go look at and potentially go there. But, you know, for me, it's all about time and convenience. So it'll probably be still at an apartment complex gym, but you know, I, I've been working out my whole life uh, on and off. So I, I can find something to, I can find ways to work out basically with anything. How do you feel about running? Hate it. Yeah. I mean, I, how do you feel about the health of it? You know, for me with bad back herniated discs, discs, uh, issues with knees, you know, I, I couldn't run if I wanted to. Um, but I'm sure that, that one of the things I definitely suffer with is that I don't do cardio at all. And, uh, and that's certainly not a good thing. And I don't, I don't say that in a bragging sense. I say that in a kind of shame myself sense, and hopefully I'll change that, but you know, running and endurance cardio is, is necessary. And, uh, but I guess, uh, when you're back in back issues, you, you get to, avoid some of those things. Your back issues, are they, is it from an acute event, like a car wreck or you know, something else? Football. Do we need to make a claim? 
<laughs> that's awesome. Um, I started, <laughs> that's fantastic. Um, you know, playing football in, in high school and college and played, you know, Ironman football. So both sides, defensive tackle, offensive tackle. I got to believe that boxing all, you know, just severe trauma to the back over and over and over and over and over lifting. I used to lift very, not competitively in a, uh, in a professional sense, but competitively in a, with myself and push, you know, the group I was with. And, uh, and I just, I think I just herniated discs that way. And then I had a really, really bad motorcycle accident in 2001. So 60 miles an hour car turned right in front of me and stopped and hit it just square. So, I've seen you not wear a helmet, which bothers me. Did you have a helmet on? I did not. Wow. I was, I literally had just, I'd won the, I won a uh, builder, D Magazine builder thing, and they came and did a little video or, or not video, a photo kind of shoot interview. And it was a beautiful day, April 1st, 2001, I think. And uh, I just thought, man, it's a beautiful day. I'm going to jump on my motorcycle. And I did. And that was a big mistake. So, you were lucky. Al almost killed. Yeah, truly. I, I, I should have been killed. I don't know how I did not. What year? 2001. You had yeah. kids, you were married. Kids, they, uh, yeah, they were in the car. I remember Maylee pulling up as they were putting me in the ambulance, and I'll never forget, um, my vitals were crashing, and I remember the last thing I heard as they shut the door, and I'm looking out the little window, and I see my wife in her car, and the and the kids all kind of trying to look into the thing, and uh, and the words, we're losing them. And, and that's the last thing I remember until I woke up in the hospital. Wow. I've never heard so, that story. Yeah, it, it was, I mean, that, literally 60 miles an hour. I may, have, I may have slowed down to 55 and I just tried to jump over the car, you know, at 55 miles an hour though. That's a pretty crazy jump and hit, broke ribs, back, um, wrist, shattered my wrist, uh, tucked and rolled 30 yards down the road. And there I somehow lived. It was, uh, quite amazing actually. You know, my profession's probably the best thing that ever happened to me because when I was a young kid, I mean, I was wild. I mean, I raced motorcycles, raced four-wheelers. I mean, did everything that you could possibly do, sometimes with a helmet, sometimes not. Um, but this business where you see, especially folks on motorcycles, folks on bicycles, when bad things happen, they don't fare well. You, you're not going yeah. to win in a... Uh, vehicle to motorcycle or vehicle to bicycle collision. Yeah, no, I, and and definitely I know, I, and mainly gives me a hard time. And uh, you know, my, my thought was, I've got to. I just it's time for me to sell the motorcycle. You know, you I, got one though, right? I still have one. What do you have, Harley? Harley, and I ride it. You know, rarely, but I ride it in parades and stuff like that. But uh, which also makes it more dangerous because I'm not on it day in and day out like I used to be. But um, yeah, for me, I just, I just need to sell the motorcycle and stop doing a couple of things I'm doing. Mm -hmm. So you're, we won't get into full details, but you're fair to say your back's out of your 50s? Yep. Okay. How important is your health to you now, especially in relation to maybe in previous decades? You know, I'm, I'm getting to the point where I've decided... Uh, I'm not sad. I've, I've come to the realization that I am getting older. And, you know, when, when you get my age... Uh, friends, you start losing friends. I mean, I've lost friends at, uh, at my age, younger than me, slightly older than me, heart attacks, strokes. Um, so I know it's a, it's a reality. And of course, what can I do, uh, but stay, get in better shape, shape, eat better. And, uh, 
you know, I got things I want to do. I've got kids I love. I got a wife I love. And, um, and the thought of, of stroking out tomorrow is too depressing. So that's why I got back in shape three or four years ago and I'm doing my best to eat better and, 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 you know, sleeping, I'm working on that, but sleeping's not an easy thing for me. I'm, I, I suffer with sleeping. Um, I can easily, uh, go a night and get two or three hours. So when I say easily, I don't mean easily like I benefit from it. I, um, it's, it's all too common for me to have a night of sleep. That's no more than two or three hours. So, well, you know, we've never talked about this, but the funny thing is we've been two feet from each other for seven plus years. I mean, our buildings yep. are two yep. feet from each. So yeah, we literally. see each other all the time yep. and maybe we don't talk. Maybe we do, but um, I see you Saturdays. I see you Sundays. You see me Saturdays. I mean, I, if, if some someone were to ask me, who's the hardest working person you know, I would have to say George is probably the, I mean, you're, you're yeah, and always. And vice working. versa, vice versa. I'd say you. Um, what causes you to put health on the back burner? You know, time, um, and I'm trying not to, right? I'm trying to put health uh, more on the front burner, but, um, you know, I got, uh, I got a lot of irons in the fire, right? So I'm, you know, musician, guitar store owner, the builder, mayor, um, Love Life Foundation, family, wife, uh, you know, so a lot of hats and I'm always trying to make sure I don't let anyone suffer. So um, I'm just, I'm just driven to, I want to be engaged in all of those things. I don't want to be an absentee participant in any of them. But um, so what usually goes uh, or what I give first on is uh, health and or sleep. So again, that's a, that's a cautionary tale that no one should, people should learn from my mistakes and not do it. And I need to learn and not do it. But um, yeah, I just, you know, I'm, I'm like tonight, I mean, I'll leave here and I'll go to a sound check. I'll play this evening. I'll be up at six in the morning and back at work. Mm. But uh, and sometime I'll spend between now and then I'll hang with my kids, be with my wife and maybe throw a fishing lure out in the lake for, you know, 20 minutes. There's 50 ponds around. Which one do you go to? One right behind our house, Stonebridge. Um, I finally, thank God, caught a fish because we decided to get fishing poles after three years watching everyone fish in that lake. And Maylee said, let's go get fishing poles and start fishing. You're talking about in Adriatic. Adriatic. Okay. Right behind. So I thought, you know what? I'm going to teach my wife how to fish. So we went, got fishing poles, got myself a slightly better one than hers, right? Got a better lure for myself because I got to catch the first fish. We get out there. Second time she casts, she catches a fish. We go three days. She catches three fish. Me, nothing. So finally, thankfully, I caught a little sunfish. It was slightly larger than the lure that we were using. But now, thankfully, I can say I caught a fish. Uh, I've got a honey hole. Really? Yep. Just south of the Home Depot, uh, Custer in Virginia. Custer in Virginia. Okay. Uh, excuse me, north, north, north of, uh, north of Virginia. Okay. East of Custer. There's a little pond there. I got to go there. We, I took the kids fishing a little while ago. 12 fish, 30 minutes. What do you use? Slim Jim. Slim Jim yeah, as in the little Slim Jim? Little Slim Jim. With a bobber? And, uh -huh, and take, you know, cut it up into little bitty um, pieces. What, what kind and, of fish? Oh, perch, bass. Really? Yeah. Yeah. There's, there's uh, all kinds of, it, it's a, it's a great, I'll, I'll tell you offline, but well, it's. Well, the Slim Jim is better than, because I, I'm, I cast five times. I'm like, well, I obviously don't have a good lure. So got to go back to Cabela's and, you know. 
hot like a cooked hot dog works too, but it doesn't work as well because I mean the Slim Jim will stay on because it's so thick. It'll yeah. stay on, and um, yeah, we we go fishing a lot. I gotta go. I gotta, I gotta go. go. Last health topic. Yep. Hair. Yeah. Allegedly, reportedly, rumor has it I'm losing some hair. Yeah. I uh, I've, I've led you. I've led you on that one. I've I, done it. There are certain times where I look in the mirror and go, "It's all there. Looks great. It really looks great." And then I see a picture. Yeah. I'm like, it's not. It's not there. Um, it, <laughs> Don't I know those pictures? I have them. George, it bothers me. I know. Me too. Me too. Hey, real talk here. I mean, yeah. So you know what? Listen, I, I absolutely. I, I woke up one day. I mean, one day I have a great, you know, full head of hair, and the next day I'm like, "Oh my God, am I losing my? I'm losing my hair." And I expected Maylee to say, "No, you're not." And she goes, "Oh, I know." I was like, "Really? You see it?" She's like, oh, "Yeah." And uh, then she realized I was wanting her to tell me, "No, I, I don't see it at all." But um, and then I started agonizing over it. And of course, once I really came to grips with it, of course, it was every day was a compounded issue, and. Uh, I'll tell you, I, I struggled with the decision, but I, I literally went and um, went and uh, did a hair replacement thing. And I'll just be real and tell you. But Did they take it from the take back? Take it from the back, and okay. they, it's your All own right. hair. And, and I thought, you know, um, I'd love to say that 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 kind of thing I could just brush off, and, and we can all say anecdotally or, or you know, that, hey, what, what's it matter? Looks don't matter. Well, you know what? It, it's... We all, it matters to all of us. That's why we have mirrors and we look at ourselves before we go out and we try to make sure we're presentable and all that. And, uh, and I just, I thought, and May Lee was a big advocate. She said, listen, it bothers you. Do something about it. You, we have the ability. We're fortunate. Been, you've worked hard. Do something. And at first, I even, even the thought of spending money on something like that, I said, ah, it's a waste. I, I can't do that. It's a waste. And she said, uh, no, it's not a waste. It'll make you feel better. And uh, she was right. Sounds like your wife soft sold it. My wife, on the other hand, <laughs> said, honey, you're really losing it. I mean, I don't know if you know it, but you're really losing it. And I was like, I don't feel like I'm really losing I mean, I still have days where, I mean, if I use the right shampoo and a little thickening shampoo. Where, yep. And she said, um, now you're losing it. And she said, um, there are some guys who I think look really good bald. Like they, you know, shave it off, look really good bald. <laughs> I don't think you're going to be that guy. <laughs> Maylee told me that too. She, well, she said, you know, now I do like, like, look at the rock. The rock shaved his head and he looks good. And I said, you think I should shave my head? No, not you. I said the rock. The, the rock, rock looks the good. Rock, yeah, yeah, you, no, you should go get, you should go do something. So I actually have a place. It's, it's an, it's, it's on my internet, on my phone. I haven't called yet, but you would recommend me. I, I would, I would, you know what? Listen, I, uh, I can I can pretend that it didn't bother me, and I could I could deny that I did it, and who would know the difference? But uh, other than me, but um, but the fact is, listen, I, if I'm gonna do it, I'm gonna own it. So I own it. And getting past the joking, that's exactly why I wanted you on, um, because you're you're always a real guy. You've always been yeah. real to me, and that's and I knew you would talk about anything. So yeah. thank you for it's, you know volunteering that. It's uh, one of the um, you know I was about to say it was one of the best decisions. Of course, best decisions our family, wife, all that, but definitely a decision, a, a purchase, the best purchase I've made because I feel better about it. And, and, uh, anyone that, that wants to give me a hard time about it, um, is either number one, not losing their hair or, uh, or just afraid to admit that they would do it. You For know? the record, it looks yeah. great. I had no clue. Yeah. I, 
it's uh it's hey it worked let's talk about another topic yep how about music i mean love you it. love music love music i love music yep i my 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 marriage is wrapped up in music that's how i met my wife my my uh yeah it's my my absolute go-to stress reliever and uh and just clear the soul it's great you grew up in the 70s yep this yeah born in 62 grew up impacted by music 70s who was your biggest influence growing up and who turned you on first you know i was uh when i boy as a little kid i was watching things like uh you know partridge family and i think i love you and all that kind of stuff but as i got turned in onto rock and roll i mean for me it was it was springsteen in the in the mid 70s um, I was a big Springsteen fan because talking about real and, and listen to, you know, I'm a, I'm a lyric guy. I like stories. I like storytelling and music. Um, always been a huge guitar fan. And my father, who I talked about in the beginning, my father really was a fantastic um, man. And I know that not all are, um, not all fathers are, but my, I was lucky. But the one thing my father did, uh, one little quirk, my father associated rock and roll equals drugs equals overdose and death. So the thought of me playing guitar, because I, I like rock and roll, my dad said, you know, no, you're not playing guitar. So I, I had this yearning to play guitar my whole life. I had to do it once I was away from home at college. But uh, so I was attracted to guitar players and, you know, from, from Hendrix, of course, to, uh, to Clapton and then later on uh, Stevie Ray Vaughan and but Freddie King, Albert King, and then songwriters. I'm a huge songwriting fan. So Springsteen, Billy Falcon, um, you know, people like that. Nelson, Willie Nelson, you know, Lucas Nelson. Now I love, I love Lucas as well. Love when I see Lucas and Willie together. Great stuff. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Music is, I mean, it's, it, it's, a, you know, it's, everyone says it transcends everything, but the truth is it does. It really does. Mine, you know, I remember fifth grade Van Halen. Ah, love Van Halen. And I mean, it just, you got the jam box. You got, oh, yeah. you know, and, and, please, and then I'm, please. Yeah, I remember Quiet Riot. I oh, remember yeah. Guns N' Roses. But mm -hmm. about ninth grade, I found Willie. And I thought, I don't know. I mean, I'm, ni I'm a ninth grade kid. I mean, everybody's, you know, it's Metallica this. And, I'm, and I found Willie. Yeah, like, that's unusual. That's yeah. unusual. But I get it because. But my friends were the same. You know, though, but because it, music has to speak to you. And Willie, uh, and I liked all the bands you just said, Quiet Riot, Van Halen. I was into all that stuff. But Willie, Bruce, um, you know, people like that, that's, uh, that's storytelling. And, it, and, and there's so much to connect to. You know, the other is great. It's energy and it moves you. But, um, but you know, the storytelling of people like that, it's... it's you identify with it. At least I did, and I know you did. So, um, did did you yeah. have any clue that I played in college? I did not. Okay. No, tell me. So yeah, so I I, I, played, I had no idea. Yeah, I, I actually played to more empty beer bottles than people. I had no idea. Yeah. So I've a couple people that I think would be you'd be interested to know. I've played with Willie. I actually have the tape of it. Why aren't we jamming at some I, point? Well, I mean, one, I'm worse than I was then, and I was bad then. <laughs> um, but, That's a song, by the way. Yeah, we got to write. We got to write that song. But, but my favorite, we, we literally have to write that song. Yeah. I was, I'm worse, I'm worse now, and I was bad then. That is a song. You, you yeah. just write now. That's a yeah. hook. Exactly. Um, I got to write that down. The, the funniest <laughs> thing, Devil's Backbone. Ever heard of? Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I got to play with some of the Texas Playboys. Oh man. 
man. I, I'm going to say three or four. I mean, it's a long time ago, maybe 94 or so, and Texas Playboys. There was a girl that I had a crush on for literally 20 years. I mean, she was there. My all-time best friend was there. My other best friend was singing with me, and we were both playing uh, guitar, wow. and we had pickups and all. And the Playboy, we're, we're playing Reasons to Quit, which is an old Willie and Merle song. Yeah. And we got to the chorus, and you know, we went left, and the Playboys went right. They were right, we were wrong. <laughs> and uh, you know, it's, so it was failed smile in front of the girl that I never could get. Uh. Um, but yeah, the Playboys. I had no were, idea. Mm -hmm. Yeah, in fact, I would love. I mean, one of the things I would love to do, um, bucket list, is take lessons from whoever is the best yeah. guitar uh, guitar teacher yeah, we, uh, we at your some, shop. And I know some, you got great. Yeah, ones. Yeah, we do have some great ones. But whoever's yeah. you know real, would be really good for me. I, I would love to get back into it. Uh, um, I would it, love you it? to get back into yeah, it. Yeah, I mean, it would and then be get fun. up on stage, brother. Yeah, but enough Damn about it. me. Um, Let's no, that's about, fantastic. I did not know that. Yeah, I mean, we've... Okay, we've, that's a whole new thing. Yeah, yeah. Damn it. Okay. Let's, so let's talk about you. I mean, I've got yeah. Willie. I've got the Playboys. Who who have you played with that would just that nobody knows about that would just, you know, rock their world? You know, so again, for every Springsteen fan, they'll know the big man, Clarence Clemens. And Clarence and I, um, we struck up a heck of a friendship and relationship. And we recorded records together and this played is a saxophone together. saxophone player. Yeah, sax player for Bruce Springsteen. And, um, and we played together for 20 years, recorded together for 20 years. And, uh, but I've been on stage with everyone from, oh gosh, Keith Richards and Ron Woods. Um, I've been on stage with John Butcher Axis. I have opened for 38 Special, Peter Frampton, Bonnie Raitt, um, Hank Williams Jr., Ted Nugent. Um, I've been on stage with uh, you know, people like Paul Reed Smith and David Grissom. And yeah, so I, I've, had a, I've had a truly blessed life musically you know, better than I deserve. And, and, and quite frankly, I'm not, I'm, you know, to your, to your, uh, our, our new, we're going to write it together, our new hit song. Uh, I'm worse now, now and I was bad then. Um, I'm, you know, I've probably never really been good enough to be on all the stages I've been on because I'm, I've just never had the time to devote and dedicate to it. So whatever I've talent I have, it's just been whatever natural talent I've had and I've exploited it to its absolute fullest. But um, I just don't, you know, I wish I, I wish I had the time to put into it. I, I don't, um, or, or I choose not to, I guess, but, um, yeah, I've been on some really cool stages with some really cool people. That, that's really faking, cool. faking it a lot of the time. You're faking it. Yeah. Faking it. So I used to write a lot. Um, and I would, I mean, this is in the nineties. This is, this is early nineties. This is before, you know, popular internet. Um, and I would, um, File them with the Library of Congress, yeah. and I mean, I, I for sure have twenty songs. Um, what have we not? Yeah, why have we crazy? not been? Yeah, do what? you write a lot? Oh yeah, yeah. We we've got what seven records and written. You know, Maylee and I wrote write ninety percent of the stuff together. Interesting. So, yeah. Somebody told me that you know if you didn't have enough because we didn't have a lot of money then. It's like if you did if you don't have enough money, you can't send it to the Library of Congress and get then mail it like yeah. put your words but and then mail it mail to it. yourself don't open it and and i've done that too oh yeah yeah gosh we got to write some songs but oh. again i'm worse now and <laughs> i was bad <laughs> bad then that's a such a great song all right so for our viewers um let's talk about recommend or for me even yep. recommendations somebody that's popular 
or was popular that I should either listen to for the first time or take a deeper dive? Um, let's start there first. Well, you know, for me, I, and I'm and I'm wondering how popular they are because I I know them well, of course, but and you know, uh, Lucas Nelson, I'm just oh. such a huge Lucas Nelson fan. Of you course, knew he came the, to McKinney. He did. You did you not know that? No, I didn't. So so you and I tried to bring him in last yeah. year. Yeah. Okay. We. I don't know how close we got. I was we ready got close. To okay. I hate failing, by yeah, the way. No. We, we brought <laughs> in Kevin that, Fowler, but, but I mean, I would love to bring... Lucas came to the Impact, downtown McKinney, 2000... I'm going to miss it, but I'm going to say 2012. See, that was before I discovered him. So he played to... I'll bet he played to 200 people. I think it holds about three, 330. Yeah, yeah. He played to probably 200. Wow. It was incredible. I have, I have video of it. Wow. I got to see that. He's playing guitar with his teeth. Oh, I yeah. never did that. Yeah. Lucas Nelson's fantastic. Okay. Um, uh, JJ Gray and Mofro. What a, I mean, if, if people haven't heard JJ Gray, he has been around for a long, long time. Um, soulful, soulful, soulful guy. He's out of uh, Florida. He, he, uh, Lusa, actually, Florida. Um, that guy is just unbelievably great. I mean, songs, lyrics, soul, guitar, all of it great. Um, love that. Brother Hawk is a band that probably nobody knows, but fantastic singers, songwriters, guitar players. Of course, I'm always going to lean towards guitar players. So if you don't like guitar players, don't take any of my suggestions on music. <laughs> but um, And then, of course, from you know the old uh, one of the older guys, Bruce Springsteen, and... and you know, May Lee, when I first got together with May Lee, I told her, um, I'm a huge Springsteen fan. She's like, ah, I don't get it. So we, that's because you haven't seen him live. Well, I can understand what he might be like live, but nah, I don't get it. I took her to a concert and, and that girl now is crazed over Bruce Springsteen. So if you've never seen Springsteen in concert, even to this day, um, you've got to see him because it truly, when people talk about the greatest live rock and roll performance, it really is. And I've it's, never seen him. It is. It, you go see him, you will leave there thinking, now I get it. I get it. It's, I mean, three hours and 20 minutes of pure passion, energy, soul. It's just, it's really, really, really over the top. What's the song? Uh, one step forward, two steps back. Yeah. Yep. Ah, yeah. That's my favorite Springsteen song. He's just, he really is. He's a storyteller for sure. And, uh, and that's why people relate to him. And, um, and, and just he gives every ounce of energy within his whole body at every you've met him. Oh, yeah. I've met him quite a bit. Spent, a lot, spent quite a bit of time with him. Um, you know, when they were touring, with, uh, we'd go with Clarence and be backstage. And I've actually been on stage with him. And, and uh, yeah, I left that out. I was in, on stage with him at Clarence's 50th birthday in California, which that was a huge treat for me. Um, yeah, huge treat. So, again, you've played with Springsteen. Springsteen. Keith Richards, oh. Ronnie Wood. Um, gosh, I, I know I'm missing a whole bunch, but uh, did you outduel Keith Richards? No, we did go back and forth though. Me, Jimmy Wallace, and Keith Richards went back and forth trading guitar solos. It was not one way traffic. No, <laughs> when you when you're but when you're on stage with someone like Keith Richards, you know you're just trying not to you know you're trying to pick your jaw up off the floor when you're a guitar player because he's a he's an icon. And, uh, a phenom. Yes. He, he's, and, and I'll tell you, he's an underrated guitar player, um, by some people. They is don't, he underrated well, he's under, he's underrated because people think, you know, guitar player, Stevie Ray, uh, you know, Clapton, whatever. Willie. Willie. Uh, <laughs> well, and, and Willie's underrated. 
right? Because no one, if you say, give me the, the best guitar players, you and I might appreciate them, but- Well, he's top 100, um, what's, what, uh, yeah. Rolling Stone. But, but, mo but people that don't know that or follow that would not name Willie or, or, or Keith as a, as a guitar guy, you know? I don't think so. I disagree. I mean, I, I've seen, I mean, I've seen, of course, I've seen the great, the great Chet Atkins oh, yeah. bow down to Willie and say, you, you know, you take the solo. No, no, I, just, no I agree with you. But I'm saying I think we're a we're the, a minority that understand and appreciate and realize that he is. Okay, I'm just saying enough. that that to the average person, you think Willie, you think you know songs, but Willie is a fantastic guitar player. Um, Keith Richards is a fantastic guitar player, but uh, a lot of people think more in terms of Stones, not as a guitar oriented thing. But but he's a brilliant rhythm guitar player and and just melodic lick kind of player mm -hmm. and willie too willie's willie's a great player but people just don't you know you don't think of him that way if you don't know do you see a working advantage of willie over lucas uh in terms of guitar you know i think i certainly do well i think that um you know of course i'm just now i saw willie and lucas together at new year on new year's eve i guess a year ago maybe a year and a half ago yeah a year and a half ago and uh and, you know, Willie, of course, has lost some of his dexterity and whatnot. But, you know, Willie, Willie comes from a real pure blues kind of, you know, blues rock. Well, I mean, Jenko Reinhardt was his yeah. inspiration. Yeah. That's where he learned. And, and, and so he's got this real, real pure thing. Classical and, simplicity. Yeah. And, it, and it's awesome. And uh, whereas Lucas is, is more of a rock progressive kind of guitar player. But I love when uh, to see them together and to see, for example, when when Lucas has um, his dad play on uh, Georgia. Um, uh, I forget the uh, not uh, Willie's song or Willie, of course, made famous Georgia. Georgia on my mind, mind, Ray Charles. But Lucas does um, the other song about about the girl Georgia, and his dad plays on that, and uh, it's just great. So basically, it sounds like Willie still kicks his ass. <laughs> I think Basically. like like I did with Rain in the Race. Yes, he kicks his ass. So mine is um, so, and I think we kind of address this backwards, but not that well known guys that um, Jimmy Lafave. Ever heard the name? I have heard the name, but I oh my gosh, Jimmy Lafave! When we were getting ready to bring in Fowler, uh, which we talked about Lucas too for our, our Christmas party last year, last year. Um, I also said, let Jimmy LaFave, and Christina loves Jimmy LaFave. I said, let's bring in Jimmy LaFave. We looked him up. We're trying to find him. He, he passed away in 17. He had a rare form of cancer. Uh, Jimmy uh, LaFave, that, that's mine. If you go look up Jimmy LaFave. I'm going to look him up on the way home. It, phenomenal. I mean, just phenomenal. Well, a song called St. Paul. I get, all right, I'll check it out. Uh, you'll, what about Chris Rhea? You know Chris Rhea? Nope. Chris Rhea, guy from uh, England, um, phenomenal guitar player, great singer, great, this real growl, you know, grovelly, raspy voice. But um, Chris Rhea, not a lot of people know him, but man, is he a fantastic player. Older now, but still, what a player. We'll, ch we'll check him out. Lefebvre was the, uh, I know he was back-to-back -back songwriter of the year from Austin, from uh, an Austin Austin Statesman or whatever it was, and he was, um, but a great songwriter, great singer. Um, but the question though was a popular artist, so a popular artist that maybe your daughter, maybe somebody hasn't, you know, that's been around. Who should you look at? Take a deeper dive on. I've got one in mind. Tell me yours first. 
Van Morrison. Oh, yeah. Because please. people know Brown Eyed Girl, but yeah. I, I'm talking about Celtic New Year, I think is the greatest song I've ever heard. Yeah. And yeah. with yeah. all apologies to Willie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Van Morrison, no doubt. Um, oh, the collection is just phenomenal. You know, but I go back to Springsteen, you know, because people, okay. people hear Springsteen, they think, oh, born in the USA, born to run. But man, there's just a, a you know, God, I don't know, uh, 5,718 albums or something. But he's, uh, he, he, his stuff is, if you go deep on him, it's, um, it's just great. It's great. Yeah. Perfect. I'm, I'm, I'm going to get, I'm going to jump on all the folks that you talked about. Um, and I hope our J. viewers, JJ Gray, do, and JJ Gray. I'm going to jump on.